It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times with Good People Company proudly presents the Law Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Good. Now that you've received your invitation, join us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke. Tell a friend, and welcome to the party. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. Of course, our returning champions, uh, Chris O'Connor, he's co-owner of Liquid 9 Broadcast Media Production. Uh, Dave Elliott, we call him Big Dave, he's the owner of CNP Construction. Um, back from hiatus, uh, Brian Massey, our own personal brain mass, he is the marketing analyst for True Media. Uh, a new person on the panel with us today, Chris Kipp, uh, he is... Okay, I had you write this down. I should have written this down myself. What does this, what does this say, man? Automation sales for a German company. Okay, okay. Now we'll, we'll take that. And, of course, the anonymous female, because she doesn't want you to know her name. And today on, on this show, we are going to be talking about shootings and beatings and briefings. Wait. Oh, my. I have one thing. <laughs> okay. As far as our cigars goes, yes. we usually don't talk about our drinks and our cigars. Well, which we are actually going to get back to this season. And uh, and since you're interjecting, we'll start with you. La Flora Dominica, top cigar, Andalusian bowl. I've been talking about La Flora Dominica forever. You have. And they have some of the top brands in the last cigar fish and auto, several of them. Okay. La Flora Dominica. Lito Gomez had no experience in the cigar business. Actually ran a failed jewelry business. Hmm. Was from Spain. Came over to the Dominican <coughs> Republic, started figuring something out about cigars, and now he's one of the best guys. Okay. Here's to you, Lito. All right. <laughs> Bring on the uh, airbender. Uh, so we will uh, go to Chris Kipp. Oh, wait, wait. What are you drinking? What are you drinking, Big Dave? I am uh, drinking some apple brandy today. Okay. That's a new one. I don't think we've had an apple brandy on the panel before. A little bit of winter winter warmth here. All right. Chris? I usually follow Dave's lead on the uh, La Fleur Dominica Airbenders, but I'm doing a little lighter Oliva G tonight and a Guinness. Okay. All right. and, And you know what? This may actually be the first official beer. I think Ben's had one Ben has had uh, some. Okay, uh, you're right. He has he, had a couple. He will drink that Pilsner or Kell. You you are right. It's a Czechoslovakian Pilsner. It's you, been a long time though. It has been. It has been. Uh, Chris O'Connor. What do we? I honestly have no idea. I just like the label. Uh, oh, uh, it's one of those Avos. But, but the, uh, yeah. that, that, that's a new Avo. Yeah, and it's a good smoke. It's a good smoke. That's a robusto. Yeah, I have had. I have it's had one. Very, of those very pleasant. You know, almost like a habanero. Type leaf and smoke to it, you know. Yeah, I like it. Because I'm usually an Oliva guy, you know, normally, but today I was like, switch it up. Okay. Uh, and what are we drinking? Well, you know I'm always drinking Rager. I know. So, <laughs> that's not even a question. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Rager is one of our sponsors for our podcast. Thank you so much, Rieger. Um, uh, actually, uh, normally I am also smoking, uh, but I am getting over a thing, so I am not smoking a cigar today. And I'm actually not very thrilled about it. But I am having a um, barrel-aged Manhattan 
uh, one of the uh, house blends of uh, the Majestic Restaurant and Pentecost Club. And you're thrilled about that. And I am very thrilled about that because as uh, our brain mass would know, we have tried to get Manhattan's other places and have been disappointed. What are you drinking, by the way, sir? Uh, actually, Big Dave is uh, sharing his apple brandy. Okay. So. All right. And then uh, for seconds, I brought some Maker's Mark. Okay. Yes, All right. Mr. O'Connor. That's quite a nice quite a nice personalized flask, by the way, I have to I have to say. Thank you. Uh, and uh and uh more often than not, uh of course when we're not announcing what we're drinking and smoking, the uh the anonymous female has a drink. And when we are <laughs> She has H2O. Ladies. I'm kidding. I'm getting water. over being sick, so I'm not. I'm not drinking anything. Okay. Well, you can go with his Maker's Mark or something. A little uh, medicinal purposes only. You <laughs> obviously you do not know me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just gonna say that ain't happening. <laughs> so, if you want to see it all over the table, sure. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, uh, as I was saying, shootings and beatings and briefings. Oh my. Uh, so. First, before we get into right into the topic, um, I have been seeing, and uh, somebody else at the table may know better than I, but it seemed as if there were a lot of RIPs in 2016. We, we did the list. I mean, a lot of RIPs in 2016. Um, and we had definitely mentioned. Uh, quite a few of them, so I'm not going to go through the list, yeah. although I did print off a list, but there were a few names on here that I um, forgot about or and or didn't know um, <coughs> passed away that um, I thought were at least worth mentioning because I thought the people at the table, um, at least most of the people at the table, would uh, know some <laughs> of these names. What were you about to say? The only ones we missed... Um because it happened the day of the podcast was Carrie Fisher and Debbie, Debbie Reynolds. Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Which, which, which was uh, two of the names I was going to bring up. Um, you know where I noticed how many there were is on Facebook when they had, there was a live video feed of just like pictures of. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I actually thought that was pretty cool. But still, that, the, the, the Debbie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher thing, that was kind of. Yeah, that's one of them freaky things where you go. Whoa. Yeah, with like within whoa, a day of each other. Yeah, that's whoa, whoa, that's whoa, whoa, whoa. that's that's crazy. You know, you hear of old people have been married for years and years, and then one dies, and the next one dies well, three hours later. The brother said um, she wanted that to she go. Said I want to be with her, and boom, she went with her. And she went with her. Mm-hmm. Sure mm-hmm. did. It's amazing you just tell yourself that and do it. Mm-hmm. Well, so the story that they the story that they oh, yeah. talked about was people do. Or can die of a broken heart. That's what they call it, broken heart mm-hmm. syndrome. Broken heart syndrome. Uh, or maybe she was a Scientologist and she chose. <laughs> to We're leave. not going to go into that. <laughs> she chose to depart her body. For any of you Scientologists out there. <laughs> Oh, but it's, yeah, I know we, we were looking at a we were looking at a thing on Scientology, and they were as so L. Ron Hubbard, of course, uh, died of a stroke. Uh, but the the way they explained it to their parishioners is that he chose to depart this body so he so that he could go to the next level of research that uh, that has that you can't do tethered to this realm. 
But what, he, what really happened was he died was of a stroke. Was he died of a stroke? Is that the same choice he made to live up on Catalina Island in international waters to not pay taxes? Exactly. I remember that one too. Come on now. Exactly. Oh, so a couple of names I noticed. Uh, one was uh, uh, Tony Burton. Um, for those of you who don't know him by name, he was uh, Apollo Creed's trainer in Rocky. Yeah, like, and uh, so I was like, I was like, oh damn, I didn't know, Duke? I didn't, I didn't know he passed this year. Was, and, it, uh, was, it, was it Duke? Wasn't that his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he ended up being an all. He became. He Rocky's was, yeah, he trained Rocky's trainer. trainer. And he exactly. even was in uh, Creed, I think, wasn't he? I know it was in Rocky Five. I think it was Rocky Creed. Balboa. I think it was in Creed. I, yeah. well, well, I yeah. don't remember him being in Creed. I don't. He, I, don't I think it was Rocky. Well, wasn't he in Rocky Twenty Five too? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think so. I, I don't think, think that ever got sent out. I think it was in Rocky. No, I think that one got. And the other name that I I thought uh, to mention was. Uh, uh, and and by name, I'm fairly sure that nobody's going to know who I'm talking about. But uh, William Christopher. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. And if William you and if yeah, finna say, I think a couple of people on the table. But anybody out there in podcast land who's ever watched um, Mash, he was uh, the He was the Padre. He was Padre on, on Mash, and uh, and After Mash. and growing up. <laughs> Um, I actually did used to watch Mash and liked Mash a lot. So when I saw that he passed, I was like, "Oh wow!" I like, and he actually was the um, last person that passed in 2016. You know, he he, he died right after Carrie Fisher. Really? Yeah. So I was just like, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. That was just one of those. Yeah, and we missed that because they everybody was just talking about Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people podcasting man would know this. Mash was such an excellent show because they dealt with the sorrows and the difficulties of war, mm-hmm. and then they were able to wrap the humor around that at times. Exactly. And so it was a very poignant sitcom. Maybe make sit there and laugh your ass off. <coughs> the next segment, next. Moment, it could almost broke a tear. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it was really an interesting, interesting show. You haven't seen the movie? The, the movie's even better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he was in Rocky Balboa. That was his. Yeah, last that was his last one. one. Okay. I remember he was training in that because he was talking about how old Rocky was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he was not a young man in <laughs> Rocky Balboa by a long shot. All right, so. Um, there, obviously, um, has been a couple of uh, really tragic things happened in this past week. And as we do, um, I figured we'd uh, get a drink and light a smoke and talk about them. Um, so first on the list um, is yet another shooting in Florida. Um, so the shooting at the Florida airport is what I'm talking about. They got a gentleman named Esteban Santiago, um, young man too, 26. Um, um, they got him and he was charged um, charged with that um, shooting rampage. If I'm not mistaken, it killed uh, five people. Five and wounded eight. Yeah. And, he was uh, able to reload twice. Yeah. And, and, and two clips. Well, and was and was able. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, yeah, two clips and a pistol. And was able to fly to Florida with his gun in his checked bag, 
got his checked bag, loaded the clip, and started unloading. But he was part of the National Guard, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he which, was. which yeah. I think that was. I, I believe think that was he, I believe he was already. He was uh, already discharged. He was. He was. And he'd he walked into local FBI office and said the government was controlling him, telling him to do things. Well, see, that, and that, yeah. and therein lies the problem because this young man was schizophrenic. Yep. Well, Absol- they held absolutely. him, but they held him for four days, and they had no reason to hold him long. They couldn't. He hadn't so done anything at that point. I un- I understand yeah. this. But it becomes a, a deeper problem with mental illness issues. I is that we do not take people and give them a long-term evaluation. We don't have institutions to take people well, and put them in there for longer periods of time to make sure that they are stable. Because a, a person that is truly you know, psychopathic like that can also talked her way out of it sometimes. But he went to the FBI office as a cry for help. Mm-hmm. And he, he went to the it. VA. He and was he went it. to the VA. Yeah, he was and losing And they didn't it. do anything. And they failed him. Yeah. They failed him. Well, I'll... Now, now, here's the other problem with what happened. He had a gun, but he also was allowed to carry his ammo. And that's all he had in his bag, too. And you got somebody <laughs> leaving... Yeah, Alaska on a one-way ticket. On a one-way and all way he t- has in his bag is a gun. I'm pulling that individual in. We're going to have well, a long talk. I'm going to turn around and do some bag. background check on him. Never happens. All right, this does not. Well, they TSA's checked mine. It's such a bull. It's such bullshit. So, my, my my cousin that I talk about all the time on the show. He's worth for TSA. My, he ain't running, chasing, tackling down nobody, and I can guarantee what's that. What's sad about that? He ain't no punk. But, but, but that ain't gonna happen. But the <laughs> point sorry. is, is that you, you should be able to ship your gun on a plane. I have no problem with that. I've done it when I've gone hunting. Maybe you should ship your ammo ahead of yourself. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Like you should have to be you able to ship the a, ammo. A, 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 gun, a, gun, a gun can't hurt it. A gun can't hurt a soul without the ammo in it. Gun cannot hurt. A soul I actually kind of agree with that. I'm, I'm with that thought that. anyway. Just there, there, maybe you have to. Ammo. Well, can't Maybe you have I, to UPS I, yourself the ammo. You can't. I think he honestly is just shooting up a different place at that point. It, true. I mean, he clearly was going down there for one reason, and I don't think it was he hated the airport. I think no, they said that they had no idea why he chose spot. Florida, other than he had um, like a stepbrother or something that lived there. But why did he go shoot these people? Because once again, he was still crying for help. He wants to be locked up. He know that he knows that he is toast. He yeah. knows that he is toast, and he cannot function in society. So he figured out this is how I'm going to get locked up forever because I'm crazy. Yeah, I, I, I really believe that this is what the young man did. It's very I, disturbing. Yeah, as he, he shot himself afterwards. He laid down. Right, and, that, yeah. and that's what I was going to say. The, the thing that surprised me when you when you see these is like. They they got him, and that yeah. never happens. Yeah, they never. usually usually kill five or six people and then themselves. Yeah, he he shot you know all these people and then laid down and put his hands behind his back. Well, yeah, like, fired every single shot at him, is, I, which is as far a, as I recall, uncommon too. Yeah. So well, uh, and it, it's really sad to me too that it says Anchorage Police um, said it was not immediately clear if it was the same. They took a gun from him and gave it back to him. This, I, yeah. There's failures there. Mm-hmm. 
I think TSA is... like any tragedy. Moisturizer. There's usual. Okay, later, later in the <laughs> afternoon, police said Alaska... Police in Alaska said they had returned a handgun to the Florida airport shooting suspect. After 31 Which days. was temporarily taken away from him when he underwent a mental evaluation late last year. They couldn't hold it after 31 days. Yeah. But, but when I, I mean, There's that, just I mean, so many red flags. Like, they... To me, at some point, I kind of agree that... There's been two or three things that you've done. You went into an FBI, the Anchorage, you know, airport took a gun from you, or police took a gun from you. Why wouldn't you be on some kind of check this shit out list? I mean, it to me, that is a perfect person that you would put on a and, list of some sort. And it was obviously been to war. Yeah. He also got, did not... Get out with a with an honorable discharge. He got out with a in what's kind of an in between discharge between dishonorable and honorable. Basically, it was a general discharge. A general discharge with, with no. So you know, there. there's there's so many red flags on yeah. this that this individual is going to lose it. A tragedy occurs when there's multiple points of failure. Typically, right? Yeah. So there's multiple points of failure. Well, the I thing is, they've talked so much failure. about. I mean, I think in this country, you got to be able to put up with the good and the bad. He did not commit a felony. Do I think, like, he's crazy? Of course I do. But, my God, he never was never convicted of any felony of any kind, mm-hmm. which would prevent you from having a gun. We already have that law in the books. Yeah. Uh, so, you have to give people the benefit of the doubt, or otherwise, you're going to run the reverse action of locking mm-hmm. up all kinds of people who shouldn't be locked up. Oops. Um, there were people wrong. who were on the do not fly list that didn't even do anything. You yeah. know, just had a similar name to somebody else. Yeah. is already a problem. It's just it, it's well. Here's another point too. So we so we shouldn't have like minority report level like pre crime. Well, <laughs> baggage claim. There's no security. I'm not yeah. You can walk right in the door at baggage claim and shoot people yeah, up. Some taxi true. driver could come in. You can come right true. off the curb and shoot people up. Yeah, very true. Well, That's, especially in our airport. I mean, so yeah, I agree. Especially honestly, at our airport. This is I mean, terrible. But when I when I hear that read, I mean, they did check. Like, so they did go through some procedures. Some procedures. I mean, so yeah, it's, yeah, it just it's just a tragedy. I just get pissed because they take my bottled water every time, as if that's dangerous. But the gun, but the gun was able to get through with the check bag. I'm like, you know, it's kind of like let me let me drink a third of this, and if I don't drop dead, it's probably water. It's probably water. There was a guy who published a article that was in the New York Times about over a thousand ways you can legally, with stuff that is TSA approved, bring down a plane. It didn't happen today. And it's just, it's insane. It's just, its the illusion of security. security. That's that's it. I it's travel exact. extensively for business. Me too. I'm there three times a month, and uh, you just got to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. the last time I went through, I told him, I said, I've had my knee replaced, and I just had shoulder surgery. I cannot lift my arm above my head. And full body surge. You know, just full... I so much just wanted to drop trial and, <laughs> and then commando. And say, go ahead. There you go. There you gotta look do. at it. I mean, <laughs> you know, I wear a speedo anywhere. You know that. So why should I give it? <laughs> you just waiting, aren't you, Dave? You I am waiting. waiting. I am waiting. He just wait. He's waiting on the day, podcasters, that they think he's old enough. That they can just go, ah, oh, that's an old guy. <laughs> and he can go, hmm, hmm, hmm. 
and just drop trial in public. I'm a little, little bit weird that way. It is more of a protest. It's a protest. So, I got nothing to show them, that's for damn sure. I have a feeling you just fart and walk off. <laughs> so we uh, we had another before we actually get to the... So that was the shootings, part of the shootings, meetings, and briefings. But I found that today uh, for... Uh, those of you here at the at the table that maybe haven't had a chance to look on the news, there was another shooting in Florida. Um, it says manhunt grips Orlando as police search for suspect and officers shooting death. So, um, so this guy, where's his name? Because they actually did put his name out. Um, uh, Markeith Lloyd. Um, who was who was a career criminal and and had and and was wanted. He there was a reward out for him, 60, 60 grand. And he killed his, he he killed ki- his ex wife. Yeah, yeah, he killed his ex girlfriend well, a month ago. Accused of it. Yeah, he had. Um, he was accused of killing her a month ago, and he was uh, on the lam. Probably a pretty good idea that he did. And then, I wish uh, he didn't bring that up. And then today, Chris. <laughs> and then, then today, um, he killed. She was pregnant. That's what. That's what did a 13-year-old it. Thirteen-year-old veteran female yeah. police officer at Walmart. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He shot yeah. at a sheriff, and then the actual the second death was a, a police was a, officer was a on a motorcycle. Was a deputy. Yeah. They got hit, cut well, off. He and the motorcycle. Yeah. Since he was in the manhunt, they have to. Yeah. It said Lloyd had been arrested twenty times in Orange County since nineteen ninety four. So at a at a certain point, you know, I'm nev- I'm definitely not a um, three strikes like a three strikes person. But at a certain point, your punch card is full, don't you think? I think it depends on your quality of at bats. I'm okay with three strikes if you're. Blaming the big leagues. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah like yeah. if you shot somebody three times, yeah. you should stay yeah. in. <laughs> I don't need but to I'm see thinking, you. even if it's even if it's like drug related or assaults or something like that, at twenty, you, you, you I think your punch card should be full. You, I'm, you I'm are sorry. a scourge, total scourge to society at that point. I mean, there is no redeeming you. You have you have exhibited <laughs> no points of redemption. So, goodbye. Yeah, you know, I mean, see you later. Like I say, I'm, not, I'm definitely... You're going to get three squares in a crot until you croak. I'm generally not a, you know, you know, you know, throw people under the jail type of person. But when you hear somebody's been arrested 20 times, it, it does give now. me pause to go, maybe you should have held on to them after the 10th or 15th time. It's like maybe you should just held on here. Are you, uh, are you a death penalty dude or not really? Um, it depends. It does depend. To tell you the truth, I am. Uh, it's a case by case for me. It really is case by case because well, like I you think know. you know, just mm-hmm. like in um, a time to kill, um, like, like you know, like you know, you rape a little kid. Yeah, I'm done with you. I'm 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 done. I I don't care. I don't care about you redeeming. Uh, I don't care about you rehabilitating. Um, if you kill old people, I don't care about you rehabilitating. Well, if, if you kill somebody similar height, similar age, similar weight, what what happened? 
You know, at least, I at least then want to know what happened. Was it a crime of passion? Right. Was it a crime of passion? Was it a, you know, was it a was it a him or me situation? Like I I do want to know, but there are certain situations that I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't care what I your story. You just is. said twenty crimes of passion. <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 <laughs> You're gonna choke me. How, how would it, this? How would this played out? I, my my sword passed. I got into a Mexican standoff one time. Yeah, and it, the triggers never got pulled. Okay, and you know what? But it, but in that, it, in that if situation, one of us had pulled them, yeah, somebody, you know, yeah, that person going to go jail. Yeah, at, and, at that point, I want to know what happened. You know, yeah. I want to know. How in the hell did these two men get into a Mexican standoff? Because, and uh, and 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 I actually do want to know um, something about the victim as well as the guy who um, did the shooting, so we can try to come to a proper sentence. Because yes, you did do a crime. There well, should be but, time, but you yeah. know, twenty years I should probably get out for something like that because yeah. I'm just quicker on the draw. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what well, I mean. But what if somebody would take this? Take the, the individuals that had seven DWs. Yeah, I'm at a point with them too. I'm going. Nah. Well, and you know you're, what? You're done. They they pitch you in and let you out. Pitch you in and let you out. And you just you're habitual. At a certain point, you know what? At a certain point, I don't know. Like, okay, with the DUI situation, it's did you get caught driving drunk, or did you you like kill a family in a minivan? Because because if you matter. just got well because if you just got caught driving drunk, do do we want to put you in jail because you're an habitual drinker, or do we just want to revoke your license? They, you they never have the opportunity. They will never stop drinking. Well, and they, I guess because my, they always get. But the problem is, how many DUIs and vehicle deaths do you hear about people that had already lost their license and chose to drive anyway? Well, yeah, and and you should definitely. Go to jail for that. Like I have no compunction with you going to jail if you've lost your license and you're now driving. Like that's that's like you already lost the right to drive. So you're breaking now. You are breaking the law and you hurt somebody or kill somebody. So yeah, I don't have a problem with that. So for me, I guess it really is case by case. Um. But let's move forward. Um, uh, so that really does conclude the uh, shootings section. Uh, and let's get to shootings and beatings. Now, here's... Uh, shootings and beatings or just beatings? Uh, well, it's shootings and beatings and briefings. Oh, my. So oh now, my. We're at the, now we're at the beatings. Uh, this is sad. Just yeah. Sad, truly sad. This is... Um, are you talking about this particular incident that we're going to talk about? Yes. The Chicago kids. So, four teens uh, are being held in connection with a Facebook Live torture video. Um, okay, first let me say, um, I could not bring myself to actually watch the video. Um, I felt that for the show, I probably should... But um, it's probably for the same reason I don't watch torture movies. I just, I can't bring myself to watch people be inhumane to people. Um, for, for, not, not for my entertainment, uh, certainly. Um, so, 
so I, I wound up not watching it. But, you know, we were talking about this when they first started talking about it on the news, and it really, really saddened me in a way that um, I wasn't expecting it to um, for, for a couple of reasons. Um, one, uh, it saddens me for the young man being tortured um, that um, uh, supposedly he had some kind of special needs or something of, of that uh, something of that nature and so that was you know uh, probably how he wound up uh, in the wrong place you know at the wrong time in the first place um, and apparently this started off as them them just being assholes and and kind of picking on the kid and then it turned into kind of slap boxing and for whatever reason it escalated to the point of actually uh, dragging, dragging a kid off and torturing him. Wasn't there some conversations between the teens and the mom? Um, in regards to money, they or something were sending like that? her pictures. And yes, stuff. Oh, yeah. Man. So, yeah. So, so what I what I what I wrote down here was uh, first, uh, what is wrong with these damn kids? Uh, second, what do we need to do? And third is how did we fail them to the point that they're they they've become a mob that kidnaps and tortures a kid because uh, what they kept saying during the video I read was, uh, um, uh, you know, fuck Donald Trump, uh, fuck white people, gang, 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 which which is hilarious because gang, gang is really just uh, a new kind of term for, like, my crew, like gang, gang, which, so, like, me like like you know like if somebody came up here and started talking shit to this table one of us could jump up and be like hey you ain't fucking with my crew gang gang because you're not that's all that really means so I'm not naive to think that these kids probably weren't in some gang or something to, of that nature but it it, it uh, actually they weren't yeah, well, and uh, well, and that's for the what most saying. part, it, it appears. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, it, it, the more I read, the more it ma- it just made me sad. Where did it happen in the city? You know, um, it was it was on the west side, on the west side somewhere. Which, um, sorry, <laughs> Chicago, it, it, they call it Wild Wild West <laughs> for a reason. Uh, I've I've actually had a, a white friend of mine. Get off the bus on the wrong block and uh, catch an ass whooping and got his got his laptop stolen <laughs> on the west side. You know, it's, the west side is wild, <laughs> and uh, you but know we used to call it Beirut because it was just wild. I don't think it's just these kids. No, I, think I don't. The difference think it's just in these this and and I mean, you look at uh, I don't remember how many years ago if it was last year, a couple of years ago when they were talking about the Slender Man stuff. You know, they didn't have Facebook Live then. No, no, no. You know, I mean, t- three girls went out, and two of them decided to s- try to stab their other friend to death. They were 10 years old. Yeah. I mean, it's not just this. No, no. It's an and I escalating guess... issue, because now it's kind of like what we talk about. 
it's immediate <coughs> gratification of being able to do something. I'm showing you that I'm doing this live. Yeah. Whereas, you know, before it was, we're just going to take pictures and post it. Yeah. And, so, you know, I mean, it's just, I don't think the issues have changed. It's, it's absolutely horrible. The, the immediacy. That not only did you do this live, but you did it to somebody that couldn't fight back. Exactly. Not because of a mental illness. They had him bound and gagged. Yeah. So it doesn't... The mental illness makes it worse. Absolutely. But he was bound and gagged. It would have been the same situation for somebody that wasn't mentally ill. Yeah. I think, hey, you know, I, <clears throat> go ahead, Brian. I think that's the point. I mean, I think it's, it's more of a power situation where there's been so much going on recently. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people feel powerless right now. Just like yeah. they can't do anything about a situation that they feel passionate, you know, and one thing leads to the next, and then suddenly they get a little taste. Of, not not saying like, oh, I got a taste of power, go crazy, but it just kind of <clears throat> one thing falls to the next to the next very quickly, and then it becomes a almost a human instinct to the first time maybe they have control of something, and it turned out really bad. Yeah, I it 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 you know every time I hear of one of these stories, whether it's you know. If, if it was a group of white kids doing the same thing mm -hmm. to, a, to a black kid, it, it would make me equally as sad. Because it makes me wonder... <coughs> excuse me. It makes me wonder where the... What, where the humanity has been lost. Exactly. This is a negative humanity. Exactly. And where, where did your, your humanity go? How did you come to a point where you lost that humanity and became animal? Well, they were 18. I mean... Well, their, their brains aren't fully developed. They're but not, it, but at the same time, you've been through enough to know that was wrong. You're not a little kid anymore. No? I mean, you're... But you tend to do your stupidest shit when you're 18. Well, my stupidest shit did not involve... Well, no. ...beating the crap out of somebody. No, no. But you, you tend to do... Your most stupid things when you're around that age. You you have not achieved that true cosmic thought yet to where you go. Uh, no full that. frontal level yeah. development yet. Yeah, they're still not there by a stretch of imagination. For some reason, they thought it was cool. I think you got to blame it on social media. I, I tried to I tried to think back on some things that would... What would be similar to this that, that we had seen back in our day of anything like this? Um, Rod, the Rodney King riots kind of came to mind. A little bit different deal. Rodney King was beat similarly by police. Rodney King was no saint. This kid had no fight, no dog in the fight at all. He hadn't done anything to anybody, to our knowledge. And then the other one was, remember the uh, truck driver that got pulled out of his truck and they came up and hit him with bricks and beat him. Mm -hmm. And stepped on his neck. So yeah. And yeah. everything yeah. else. So, yeah. you know, yeah. those, those were the really, I was, I was trying to think back and say, what, what do we have in society that compared to this? Well, there were incidents uh, in Ferguson that happened like that. Innocent people, that, so. innocent bystanders that happened to be caught up in a particular moment of rioting and... You know, it's sad that you don't recognize your your 
going about everything the wrong way. I mean, that fuck Trump and fuck white people. So you pick the most helpless person you can find to get to say to tell that message. Yeah, to make your statement versus yeah, a protest on the like, street or a, well, yeah. Biden Ferguson. A lot of these people were gawkers. <coughs> they were there to gawk. And, and I'm sorry, you put yourself in a dangerous situation. Something dangerous might happen to you. That's true, but there were. I mean, it Ferguson is a monster all on its own, and it could be a whole podcast. Oh, absolutely. But it's just it's back to your point. How did we fail them? Because I always, you I always at, think when it's kids, and yes, legally. 18, you know, you can go off the war, you're an adult, quote unquote. Uh, you know, I have a daughter that's 25, you know, I know that I'm a female, has a son that's 22. We remember our kids at 18. They were kids. Um, my like, son was in the Marines at 18. Yeah, so. but he, he was still, he was a kid that went off to join yeah. the Marines. He went. And, and to tell you the truth, I mean, he's home now, and I still, I mean, yeah, he's a young, young man technically, but he's a kid, you know, mm-hmm. he's a kid, he's still, he's trying to find his way, and, mm-hmm. and, it, and, it, and it makes me wonder, you know, the generation of, of parents that are probably all now in our 40s and, and early 50s that are raising these kids, but I think that's what it is. I think that it's like okay. So when I went or, home, or failing, or failing to raise them. When, when I went home for the holidays, it was very my my family back home, small town has very their own political views, which I'm sure small town Kansas people can guess what that is, uh, and that was clearly passed on to their kids, which are ages six and nine. And the reason I know that is because some of the things they were shouting out, which weren't that bad, like they were, I mean, but. They're saying, you know, who'd you vote for? And a lot of it was like Trump stuff. And it was, the kids were actually saying uh, Killary, which, honestly, those politics really aren't place for kids, in my opinion. So, uh, regardless of what they feel. But to me, it's like, my family, like, they're educated. Like, how how did that happen? Like, how how have you not thought about the things that you consider or that you have conversations about at, uh, at home, like, and how they affect your kids? Because clearly these kids didn't just bring this up out of nowhere. Like they're they're going to mimic their parents, and or what their parents are allowing on television. Which yeah, well mm-hmm. that's very true. And it's it's one of those things where you have to be aware of. Don't you want your child to grow up and like be a critical thinker instead of? Well, what about well, just, what, what about this? It'd be interesting to see. Did those kids come from single mothers? No fathers. One of the girls already had two babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, which know, again, that makes it even worse in my eyes. I was more furious about the girls than I was about the boys, and I know that's completely wrong to feel that way. But especially when you have children. How do you even justify hurting another person? What if one of your children ended up in the same situation as that young man? Oh, how, 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 I would be in jail. How, how would you deal with that? You know, are you going to beat your child because he's because he is, is, is or he, he or she is, is limited in their uh, intellectual abilities, or they have a mental disease? 
Really? Yeah. You know, you, you so that I mean, uh, 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 let me let me bring up one more thing. Let me bring up one more thing. I'm a Christian man. I'm a very spiritual man. I don't go to church a lot, but I am a very spiritual man. And I wonder if these kids have had that base. For for a lot of black families, they do. They're very serious about the religion, but there's also a lot black and white. It doesn't really matter. But that, I will say they lack is, a little bit of that spiritual base, that right and wrong, those teachings that I you will, receive, I will whether you're Christian or Muslim or anybody else, you receive right teachings from the book. Yeah, I will say that this is probably the first. And to tell you, we, uh, being uh, anybody around my age, around in their 40s, uh, we, and definitely our kids, if not us, were probably the first generation uh, of black families that weren't almost monolithically raised in the church. Um, I was, um, but these young, young, younger people that I know now, they, their parents, being like I said, being my peers, um, did not have them in church in the same way we were in church. And it, in all, and that does. I do think of that about that. Like, is that is there a, a, a spiritual vacuum? Is a there spiritual a vacuum, moral gap, and, 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 yeah. and the moral background that goes with being spiritual? The, the one thing about being raised in a church is that you are taught lessons. I mean, the, the, let's get down to what the what the Bible is. That's why I know I don't know anything about the Quran, but the Bible is is, is full of very good fables and tales about right and wrong and what is done when people go wrong and how they fail and how they're resurrected and and it is you know well, in a lot of ways it's the word of God too the but Quran it's also more than anything it's a history it's a history it, book of right and wrong in a lot of ways. And the Quran teaches peace. It doesn't teach violence. Hmm? I mean it it's a peaceful book just like well, I say just saying? like Faith the Bible, morality. but I mean, yeah, right. faith-based morality. They are very much the same as you know the Bible is, at least uh, where that's concerned. I would think it would be. I couldn't see it being any other way. But we we were have we had those stories. We went to Sunday school when we were kids, and we were taught these good things about life and how to treat each other and how to how to look upon our neighbors. Basic how to look respect for human life. But the thing is, like I. I didn't, my dad grew, had to go to Catholic school. They were Catholic. He hated it. So he would literally have us hide from the church bus that would come by and honk its horn and be like, you want to come to Sunday school? He would be like, get down, hide. <laughs> you know, like he did not want us to go to church. So I didn't grow up with that. And, uh, and I am. Is that a, is- was that a, a, a Catholic thing? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm, I, okay, so a Baptist thing. So the church bus going around. It was Baptist. It was a Baptist. So church. Okay, I guess I'm, I'm trying to figure out: were they going around to members of the church or just to the neighborhood? Uh, it would have had to have been the to the neighborhood. Like we went with somebody on a Sunday as a as a guest and. So they knew where we lived and honk honk. Nope, <laughs> we were not allowed to go. 
Mm-hmm. Like we had to beg my dad to go to church. Not and by no means was he like this horrible heathen person, but it just <laughs> He, he did not. He did he, not do well. In we Catholic did not school. have a religious or spiritual upbringing by my, any means. My wife. My did brother not. is now a pastor, yeah. and I mean, I feel like I'm a fairly decent person. I'm not one to hurt people, or you know. <laughs> but but except Mario. Uh, <laughs> Mario's over here. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife had a similar thing. I mean, she. She, she was sent to Catholic school, and she's in first grade. She got bored. She left the class. She was always in trouble. And it just never has. She has definitely has a Catholic upbringing. She went to a Catholic college and got her degree and all this. But, you know, she's kind of funny about that. And it's kind of been, I don't push her one way or the other. Uh, but uh, it's it's something that she's she's not fully all in right now still because of the the upbringing she had being a Catholic. Well, there, she had issues with it. But my wife, you know, is not one to... She, she, she doesn't let go of things and put things away like yeah. I do. I, uh, You've been quiet, O'Connor. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a tough one for me. I just think... Uh, I do not think this is an increase in... Violence. I think this is an increase in reporting on violence. Mm-hmm. Everything's under the microscope. Now, uh, I feel like this country has done horrific things for 300 years, and they've done great things for 300 years. I think now we just hear more about horrible things because it's available and it's out there. I everybody knows I'm not religious and not spiritual in any way, but I feel like there's an inherent uh, just level of humanity that at some point you know when you're violating that basic level of humanity mm-hmm. and the fact that you would bind, torture, and gag a, you know, a kid with special needs. I don't care if you're religious or not. I don't care if you've ever seen, seen a church, for God's sakes. You know that that is a violation of everything that is uh, sanctimonious in this country. Mm-hmm. And in the world, to be perfectly honest. And I, I, I would say this. I find religion to be a book on how to get along with other people with a whole ton of other rules imposed that just seem abstract to me. Normally when people get out of religions, it's not because they're not good people or they uh, don't have a moral standing, it's because the rules just become arbitrary and dumb and you just pick different rules. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think well, it's a Catholic. Each person Catholic has and, their own way to be able to deal with that. But I know you as a good person. I think there's. I know a lot of people that aren't religious as good people. Sure. All and of I, my friends, I, I yeah, trust them. Because I believe I know, in I know that they believe in a positive of humanity. Yeah, I believe in an objective moral right and wrong. I always have. I think right. that that morality exists whether uh, you uh, go to church or not. And I think most people instinctively know uh, how to get along with other people. And I think. Only go to church a couple times a year. Nothing to do with my And I don't want to devolve this into a, a religious conversation by any stretch. I, what I think is just it's more of a human conversation. Of I don't know how you get to the point where you uh, set aside just your base level humanity to do this to somebody else. That part I don't understand. And the fact that they're eighteen is troubling to me because you, you, one they did know. They knew instinctively yeah. what they were doing. They, they knew it was wrong, right? But also, you, you are right. They're dumbass kids, you know. So, 
do really do you give them the death penalty? Do you leave them in jail for the rest of their life? Do you, is there any chance that they're ever not dumbass kids? I don't know. I have no way of knowing. But we still learn something from our parents. And sure. We've had this talk, and we all had something that our fathers and our mothers and our families brought to us. And, and that's the part of raising your child, not just having children. Now, Mr. Brain Mass over here, we got interrupted. You had something to say. His wheels been turning quite a while this time. Been watching now, his wheels may have gone way past what he was going to say already. But. No, I, I mean, I, I agree with Chris on that. I think that, I mean, my opinion on the Bible really is the same. I think that it's a set of stories that really help kind of explain this is how to be a good person, and there's a lot of rules that are added to that. But it's become a, a not universal entirely, but obviously a lot of people know about it, and it's, it's an easy tool to use to say, here's how you become a good person. But if we bring it all the way back to your question is, where do we go wrong? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it just happens generation after generation of, you know, one doesn't teach their kids maybe a certain way or that, that you know, and then it, it just keeps happening and happening, and then... It, if you don't you don't know what you don't know, and if that's all you've always been around. And I'm not saying that's an excuse to go act this way, but I think without having that baseline, and then being put in a situation where again it comes back to I think a power play where you feel helpless, and then that somehow this situation became perfect, the stars aligned, and then they felt empowered to do something, and it escalated. I think that is how almost all really bad crimes happen. Uh, and I will say the dude who shot up the Florida airport may be a different different case, but I will say, just from personal experience, I mean, there were two kids who tried to break into my car one night, and it almost ended up with one of them being shot in the head trying to break into my house. You know, so it started off very small, and it grew very, very, very quickly into what would have been a very nasty situation where I was willing to kill him. I'm like, if you don't get the fuck out of my garage right now, I'll shoot you in the head. You know, because I got a wife here, and, you yeah. know, I, I knew it was a neighbor kid. And I'm like, going to let you know now, you are never, never going to come near my fucking house. Yes, I have a gun, and she knows how to use it, too. And she will shoot your ass probably better than I will. And that's just where we're going to leave it. You know, so you make a statement pretty quick, but it could have gone oh, really, yeah. really, yeah. really south. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's just... It's just interesting to me, you know, <clears throat> because I don't want the uh, I don't want the s- statement that it's just, it's just sad to uh, to uh, let them off the hook. Um, they what they did was um, indefensible and morally reprehensible, and really, whatever book gets thrown at them, hey, hey. You did this one to yourself. But it makes me sad that there is a generation falling through the cracks. And I and I just don't 100% know how, how we're failing them. I think that's a and, broad statement. Well, I oh, and, I, and I put it like, and I'll say this. I know personally people who have kids and they are hardworking, good folk. You know, moral moral compass all the way straight, and have tried to put their kids on their straight and straight and narrow moral compass, and their kids just want to be assholes. They just want to be, and uh, and they get in more trouble than you can shake a stick at. Not because their parents haven't tried to raise them, but because they want 
to do it. They want to do it. And, okay, like growing up. For, like, that's one of my life fears. Yeah. A kid that's just, just an just, asshole. Just an like, asshole. Just, he really wants to be. Uh, you know, okay, so growing up. Man, I, I did it. I, I was a hairball. Growing, this, this, I think this is the this is the problem that I have. Like growing up, um, let's say you take this kid and who's done something horrible, and do they ever uh, not 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 to conflate you or your story with these kids, but do they ever grow up to be? A Dave Elliott or a Chris O'Connor, you know, who, who, who grew up, who who got through the knucklehead stage but, but, but because to, you, to get where they're at. You take you take your friends if they have raised them and gave them some basic stuff, which I think Chris and I can both go back with that. We had some hard ass shit, but they still gave us some basic stuff that we needed. Sure. That got us when we when we come out of the the bad part of ourselves, right. We went, ding, little light come on, they go. And you never did anything you couldn't come back from. We uh, never. Just did get caught. Yeah. We, well, we never really let go of the bottom. Now, you know what? I, I get that. I get that. We didn't, we, we didn't let go of the bottom rung. I, I, I get that. I think yeah. more than anything, that's it. We still okay. had our hand on the bottom rung. What? It's, well, <laughs> in my opinion, you let go of the bottom but rung. You Your chance well, even if, well, even if you were torturing somebody, you weren't dumb enough. To then go and post it live on Facebook and say, "Hey, entire fucking world, look what I'm doing right now." Yeah, we left that guy. Like, that's I think that's where stupidity and arrogance are dangerous combination for some reason. Right? Yeah, you go. He you got go. left in the bar parking lot. That's yeah. where. <laughs> and thank God there weren't camera phones. For yeah, yeah. 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 I've yeah. been in jail. Many, yeah. Many yeah. I mean, yeah, I know I've done some well, dumb shit. But you know, my, <laughs> but come on. my daughter is seventeen. And she has told me, I'm so glad that you have rules and that, you know, I don't always like it. We don't always get along. We don't always agree with it. But she's like, I, so many of her friends are pregnant or have had abortions or they do, you know, drugs or they just go out and party. They have no aspiration in their life to do anything than what they're doing now. And she's just like... So it's not a whole generational thing. It truly does come back to, you know, teaching your children right from wrong. Yeah. And you may not know what they're doing. I don't always know what she's out doing. But the thing is, when you have a moment and you see it's a teaching moment, teach them. Yes. It doesn't necessarily have to be them doing something wrong. If you... You know, if you read the newspaper, look at the, you know, television, whatever, you know, have a conversation. That's where we're failing. Is that we are you? not talking to each uh, other. Availability. If it's a single parent. Yeah. yeah. There's never enough time, you know. Yeah. yeah. You can have yeah. a 10 minute conversation with your kid. But is that how it doesn't have up? to be. Brian, mm-hmm. is I'm, not right right up? Up? I'm not saying you can't. No, it wasn't Chris how I was brought up. My parents didn't talk to me about anything. And I couldn't tell you to this day what some of their views are on certain topics because they won't talk about it or they don't talk about it because that's how they were raised. They were raised in the 50s when you didn't talk about anything. 
It didn't matter what it was. Everything was repressed. Your parents didn't talk to you about shit. Especially sex. So they, and it wasn't that they didn't, they just didn't know to do that. You it's know? Just, though not the way it was done. So for me, I didn't want to raise my children that way. So you either raise your kids the way you were raised, or you raise them opposite. But that was a generation of children should be seen and not heard. It was. It definitely was. You know, we were somewhat, somewhat Which is partially why my parents would be like, go play. These are your boundaries, and it, as long as you're home when the street light comes on in the yard, you're good. That would have you know? made the holidays less stressful for... What's that? That would have made the holidays less stressful. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think we paint... But, uh, and really tend to paint very broad strokes, and we talk about generations as if uh, I think they get caught up in lore, and things that we think are true about generations are not necessarily accurate, as it turns out. And I think we it's 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 like <coughs> I remember a lot of cool stuff from when I was a kid, and I remember mm-hmm. a lot of dumb stuff when yeah. I was a kid. I don't remember the day to day as a kid. Because those things didn't stick with me. I remember the really good and the really bad. I think that's what happens with generations. And then they get labeled with, ah, that was a repressive generation. This was, well, in the 60s was a hippie generation. Well, (coughs) really, the 60s wasn't a hippie generation for a large part of it. I mean, it was pretty buttoned up in a lot of ways. And the 20s is actually way crazier than any generation we've ever had. Yes. But overall, I agree with you. But having... I mean, just talking to all my aunts and uncles and my cousins that are that age sure. that were, were born in the early 50s and raised at that time, they really did not talk about anything. My, my parents and did. I mean, my, my parents' parents talked to them, too. That's so why I think it's very, very hard to say so, it's generational or broad. Well, or and that's why I said I don't think it's generational. I think it really does come back to how you raise your children. Yeah, but I mean, it really does. It seems a large part of society that comes into play, too. I think Lily was right when she said it takes a village. And I think that there's not a one-size-fits-all parenting solution that just works for kids. Oh, no, no, no. But I will say this. When I come from the it takes a village, but nowadays people are like, keep your fucking hands off of my kids or don't don't parent my children, I'll parent my children. Then parent your fucking children. You know, if if you don't want somebody else disciplining them, and disciplining, I mean, not touching them, but just saying, don't do that, it's wrong. There are a lot of people that yeah, don't like that. It was fine when I was growing up, too, but it's not now. Well, and I think it's that right nowadays. there, that right there, when I really, when I, when I, when I really examine the, uh, what do we need to do, how do we fail them? That's where, to me, we went wrong. You don't there, it takes a village to raise a child, yes. and there is no more village. If- a lot of times you have single, uh, single mothers who, who were uh, the children of single mothers, and now everybody's, everybody's just busy surviving, and the kid is left alone with a, with a device. You, well, you have to, latchkey kids. To That's just kind of move around in the world. And develop a moral compass on that. Like you think you're teaching them stuff, but like you said, there's not enough time in the day to re to really affect uh, their moral center the way maybe our parents had. Because my mom, you know, growing up, 
Um, my mom didn't marry my pop till I was 11. So growing up, you know, I was a latchkey kid and all that other stuff. But when, if I wasn't quote unquote a latchkey kid, I was going to, I went to my grandparents' house who, you know, my grandmother and grandfather were there and, and, and were able to put that discipline and structure around me. Whereas, you know, these kids don't necessarily have, you know, you know, it was a comedian. He said, you know, uh, I think it was Chris Rock. You know, he, you know, he says, well, you know, what are you, a, what are you, a mother at 16? What are you, a grandmother at 35? <laughs> it's like, you know, when your grandmother is still trying to go to the club, who's, who, 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 where is the, because, you know, growing up, going to, going to my grandmother's house, you know, that was home for all of us. Hey, what's going on, podcasters? Let's acknowledge the good friends of the Law Party Podcast. The majestic restaurant and Pendergast Club carrying on Kansas City's tradition of great food and great jazz, 931 Broadway in Kansas City, Missouri. The J. Rieger Kansas City Distillery. Whiskey, gin, vodka. That is oh so good. And friend of the podcast and panelist, Lane Bolin. Managing to keep the podcast going. Apparently, whether or not. Now onto our regularly scheduled program. You know, it was a safe place. Yeah. And, you know, so my grandmother, my grandfather, and you had the entire familial center. And I think a lot of the kids and it may not be generational, but I think a lot of these kids are having the issue of they don't have that structure. They don't have the extended structure. So if it bounce, if if dad's either there or working two jobs, so he's never there anyway. And mom's doing the same thing, and then there's no extended structure, like, your friends are raising you, and you're raising your friends. And then, like you say, uh, you know, arrogance and stupidity equal catastrophe if you leave those two alone long enough. I'd be interested to know one thing about these four kids. Wayne Grant, president of the Urban League here in Kansas City, and I were talking one night, and she says... You have to understand one thing. There's many of these kids that get up to go to school <coughs> that literally have to get themselves up yeah. to go to school. There's nobody there to tell them, get up and go to school. And they school. don't have anything to eat if there wasn't a meal they don't program at school. Eat. Sometimes they, they come home and there's still nothing, nobody there. Yeah. yeah. And they're literally getting themselves up. Well, their chances to succeed what we in call this. Latch kid, latchkey kids. It's worse than that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's, yeah, it's kind of worse than that. Are, 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 are so slim to even graduate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a shocking thing. It really is. So I, I'd like to look at this a little bit from like a stats perspective. I was waiting on you to say that. So <laughs> it, there's a book that I've recommended before. It's a very dry read, but it gets you to think about things in a different way. It's called Fooled by Randomness. Fooled what? Fooled by Randomness. Okay. And the whole thought is... It sounds like a mathematical book. It, it is. They, they talk about like Warren Buffett quite a bit, but I like saying, hey, there's this guy that had nothing and made you know a billion, billions of dollars just betting on... But someone, mathematically, someone had to be able to do that. Like someone placing bets constantly out of the, the whole uh, bell curve spectrum, someone's going to be on that top end, just like someone's going to be on the bottom end. And it works that way with uh, behavior, too. I mean, it works that way with everything in life. There's always a distribution. Sometimes it's not the bell curve, but it's something similar to that. It has its own shape. 
But I think that in combination with uh, what O'Connor said earlier, which is that there's, you know, there's so much more media, and so we hear about these things. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. add that with the fact there's 7 billion people, or getting closer to 8 billion people on this earth, <coughs> that, that spectrum, that shape of the bell curve is the same, but there's a lot more a people lot in more it. People. So therefore that tail, the population of that tail is, it goes up, yeah. just like every other piece. And as it goes up, we hear more and more about it in the media because there's more stories to tell. Bad news cells. And so, yeah. And so, again, it's more like the stars align kind of thing. And that's what creates those tail ends. Like everything happened to happen in this way. And those tails exist because of it. It's rare that it could happen. But when there's 7 billion, 8 billion people on the earth, it happens a lot more often than you would think. And it comes down to a probability like that. Maybe it was a single parent that had three generations that never talked. And that's what it ended up being. Yeah. And then that happened to all line up in one place with four or five other kids that are, were raised the same way. And then they came across this kid that uh, was handicapped and then everything fell in line. I mean, that's the tale. And then we're talking about it because the tales are the things that they want to report on. Yeah. Here's another interesting thought. You know, we're, we're not a third world country. So when something like this happens to us... We find it much more shocking. Oh, absolutely. But you go to a third world country. Yeah. And this happens every day, all the time, on mass scale. Yeah, this is... Caste systems. Yeah, this is part of... And everything you can think of. Yeah. You know, even genocide. Yeah. So, why we are shocked, and we should be shocked because of who we are as Americans, that we try to hold ourselves to a higher esteem... That we hope we have a better morality in the, than other people in the world. We're still we're still America, and, and it's wonderful that we are shocked over something like this. Yeah. Compared to what other people in other worlds have to deal with, other lands. That's the only other thing I was thinking about the society thing is the negative part of it is I think has just become exceptionally litigious <coughs> and to your point mm-hmm. I think that that has been a major change in the way kids are raised and um, that part will always I think be a huge problem going forward I mean it, I remember my dad absolutely signing the paper that said they could kick my ass anytime they wanted to at school if I got out of line well, you can't do that now because you get your ass handed you can't even yell at kids down. anymore uh, exactly. I mean, my kids went to private school and, and so, I mean, look, listen, I'm not in favor of corporal punishment all the time, but I think that there were very clear rules and things that he did, and and they were willing to say, listen, I'm not with you for a full 40, 50, 60% of your day because you're gone. Well, and, that, and that goes so, back to the, it takes a village, because I, when, I, when you're not there, somebody should be able to, you know, within a certain extent, discipline. Too. But then when... You always run into the problem when you get the asshole who disciplines your kid in the wrong way or you didn't want them to do that or it goes against your parenting beliefs and that kind of stuff. That's a major problem, too. Mm-hmm. That's how we ended up where we are now. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's a tricky bag. It, it is, but I think it goes even further because when the kids, when my kids were young, that's when they started teaching that. And I'm young, like kindergarten young. That's when they started teaching, you know, 
that's when we started hearing about parent uh, kids calling the cops on their parents because mm -hmm. they were getting grounded right. or I got a spanking or and the parents were being arrested. I'm like, you can't. But you know what that was born. When out was of. it? When was that it? That was born out of the fact that there was so much domestic abuse that was going on that they didn't. But they do didn't teach about. it the right way. There's a difference between domestic abuse and discipline. I'm not disagreeing. What I am saying is that there was enough domestic abuse going on that now, by law, if a domestic abuse call comes into a police station, somebody has to go to jail. Yeah. Period. Yeah. They have to arrest someone. But they, they, that's where that's where once again a law was too broad based. And my point it was they, they, what, they, our, a lot of our politicians may have good intention with the law, but they're bad about writing the law. Yeah, intentions and how it gets applied is the problem. Yeah, what did, what did I say? But uh, before we go to the, to our last uh, our last topic. What is it? What's that old saying? It's that the uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Good intentions. Yeah. I mean, if you think about most of the major gun crimes that happen in this country, they're all right, already violating somewhere between fifteen and twenty laws that are on the books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not that another law all of a sudden changes it and people oh let's make it tougher. It's already there. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you if you read what the gun laws are, that are already on the book. That they don't enforce. It's unbelievable. Just taking a gun across the state line, if it's an illegal gun, is a felony. It's a felony. Does anybody ever do anything about it? No. You know, they, they don't go they out. They look at the right, well, I guess that that's the problem. What is the right person? How you sell for, a gun. You know? And then you get into. You're into a civil rights problem. Yeah, and these things. Profiling me. These yeah. laws have teeth, too. I mean, they have years in jail for doing different things. And, and the, I've read an article where there was, I want to say, 25 or 30 gun laws. And they started adding them up. <laughs> By the time you got to the end, the dude's serving a thousand years. <laughs> yes. so, you know, it's, they, but they don't enforce them. They, because the politician always wants to go, look at me. I passed another gun law. How come we didn't enforce the first ones? You know, yeah. passing the other gun law doesn't help the situation. Enforce the existing laws and they'll take care of a lot of the problems. I do think we just have a general uh, disillusionment about institutions anymore. And maybe this is could be considered a generational kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do believe that that Americans in general... Uh, over the last 30 years, 40 years probably since Nixon resigned and start, probably started it and then other things, you know, more probably honestly started it than other things beyond that, you just started losing faith in institutional ability to uh, look after your kid in the right way. You know, you, a lot of people lost faith in government and their government's done enough to be worthy of losing faith in. And, and I think you yeah. had... Like, you know, talking about Catholic stuff, I mean, yeah. like all the sex abuse scandals that they've had. Oh, yeah. It turns out, like, and I think they get a bad rap. There's about 2% of pedophile priests. Well, it turns out there's about 2% of pedophile across the country. Yes. So, just, it's statistically, yeah. Yeah, the bell curve. about the same, but yeah. when it's done by somebody that you put your faith in and your trust, and it's an institutional thing that then gets covered up and protected and all that stuff, you begin to have your faith shaken in an institution as a whole. Um, and I mean, do you have family members who are priests who got caught up in that crap? 
Like, you know, you, you're one of the lowest forms of earth, and I would not want my kid around you in any way, shape, or form. And so you start to just go, okay, is it is it safer for me to just take my kid out of Catholic schools in general and put him somewhere else? Because I don't want my yeah. kid getting screwed. You know, if I had a 10-year-old boy, what the hell are you being an altar boy? There's no chance. Let's run. And then how do you trust the village after that point? And that's yeah. this is what I think is becoming a huge problem. It does take all of society in a weird way and the people you interact with to help shape your kid because they do whether it's for good bad or indifferent they're already being shaped by them regardless but it's just hard to trust and so then you get the kind of stuff that, where you start setting up rules where you're like no you're not that should be a kid. cornerstone or a foundation for your kid's upbringing but their peer group they choose is still their biggest influence because sure. of the time spent with them sure and boundaries can help. But, but a lot of times when you're kids, you're spending time with your friends in institutional places like a school or something along those lines. And uh, and so you would think that there's some oversight of some kind that's going on. I remember being a kid. Like, we'd sneak off all the time. Just well, and when show. was, when yeah. was, uh, when did it change to have to have, um, um, you know, where both parents had, or, you know, I mean, in some cases there's only one, but, you know, when I was growing up, my mom didn't have to work. You know, she was home. Sure. She was home when we went to school. She was home when we got home. You know, she, it, it wasn't until I was probably in sixth or seventh grade before she had to get a job. There's a mass exodus of women getting into the workforce when uh, inflation went through the roof in the late 70s. Like exactly. the Carter administration. And you were paying 16% interest rates on your home all of a sudden and things along those lines. And then also, truly, I think there became a point. Don't forget, like there was the big uh, national organization of women trying to uh, pass a constitutional amendment for all these various things that it inevitably got defeated eventually. But women, a lot of women, did not want to be home. You know, want to yeah. Get the hell out well, of and I say women because I'm a woman, well, but I mean that. there are some. We have there that. are some. <laughs> I'm glad it's noticeable. Yeah. Uh, there are some men that choose to stay home, which is, to me, perfectly fine. If that's if you can have one parent at home, it seems to make things a little better because you do have that yeah. that parent-child interaction. Yeah. Until they're ten, my mom didn't go back to school until I was like thirteen. My sister was eleven. I learned how to cook. I almost killed my father. Because she was studying, you know, but that learning how to cook ended up being a good thing because I'm a pretty good cook. I still like cooking. So, you know, there. Well, and that's the thing, too. But like, she didn't you have to go back to work. She wanted to go yeah. back to work and became a school nurse, an RN. I still think there's just traditional things that were traditions for 5,000 years because they worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and I, my sister worked and her husband stayed home and they're divorced now, so. I will admit, I always looked at him as just being a little bit lazy. It was shirking your, I guess, masculine responsibility. And that is a side of me that will never leave because I have that ingrained in me. Yeah. You know, and bef- hey, before we go too deep on that subject, I, w- I literally just wrote that down. But we're going to talk about that on another podcast because that e- immediately gets a visceral response in me. Just hearing about guys staying home versus their wives. But you know what? And, and I know that shouldn't be a thing. Because we're, we're in 2017, I know, like, I should be more masculinely evolved than that. And, and on so many levels, I am. 
But on that but you level, know that's, I, that's fine for your family, for your household, if that's how you choose to do it. But it's not wrong for another family to say, I'm fine staying home and taking care of the <laughs> children. But I think he's saying, I don't want to judge you. I'm totally judging you. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to judge you. I know where you're at. I don't want to judge you, but I'm so judging you. So basically, all the men here feel like the man should be the one out making the living. No, I want to stay home. And the women should be. And I don't want to do that. That's not what I thought. I would love my wife to be as successful as humanly possible if I was married. And I think that would be great. And I would never begrudge her her success. No. I do not understand mentally. And I think this is just. I believe biology, how a guy could just go, no, that's not going to get No, I'm good. But it is contributing. That I think that's where the issue is. I think you are contributing are so in more. Different. Hey, baby, I'm going to have a lasagna when you get home. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't but you understand. don't have any idea how nice that is for a woman that works no, I, to be I, able I, to I come really home do. I do get and that. not have her second job as most I, women that I work do say. Get it. I, I do get it. This is going to be a great topic. That's why I say we should. I don't want to explore this now because because Michelle. I want to be the first. Michelle's been retired now, and guess what? She waits on me more than she used to. Yeah. And my wife's been retired for fifteen years. We're reverting back to that. But do you get home cooked meals and or no? More often, no. But here's the thing: I don't think it would be lasagna. If it were reversed, it'd be more like. You know, chicken out nuggets. on the grill and, grill and yeah, yeah, yeah. barbecue. It doesn't matter yeah. as long, and it's probably going to be healthier to be honest because <laughs> barbecued and not sauce to hell. But you can, uh, you can, uh, you can, uh, you can still do both. Let's. I don't expect dinner when I go. Um, you know, because my well, wife, she was working too, and like there was no expectation <clears> for that. It was just as a dude, I'm like, I cannot. Not contribute, and and I I can respect that. Yeah, I really, and that's that. really why I am. I just yeah. don't understand. Yeah, I, I get that I'm wrong on this. And, I but you know, know but it, I don't, it, it's <laughs> yeah, not a wrong or a right. To this, me, this it's is. what works for your household. Truly. Okay. Because okay. you're that's, not. That's what I mean. Under, is my impression yeah. that it is wrong is wrong. Let's cover so, this one next time. <laughs> okay, we gotta move on. We gotta move on, and we will definitely bring this back as a topic on a later podcast. And we've got to get to uh, the final shootings and beatings and briefings. Oh, my. So, um, uh, in front of the uh, anonymous female, she has uh, the statement that the Donald oh made. Uh, that uh, that uh, after he got his briefing about the Russian uh, hacking. Well, read that for us. The, the whole thing? The whole... Just give us a synopsis. Give us the Cliff Notes version. Well, the, the middle paragraph Everything is really a big one. I mean, basically, the first paragraph is, yeah, we had a good meeting, and I have tremendous respect for, for the intelligence, intelligence community. community. I'm going to pause you right there. That... I haven't read it or heard anything on this, but that right right there sounds like a hey, this is really nice. But here's what we're talking right, about. but just, just the <laughs> middle paragraph though. While Russia, China, and other countries, outside groups, and people, and people, are consistently trying to break through the cyber infrastructure of our governmental institutions, businesses, and organizations, including the, Nas- the Democratic National Committee, there was absolutely no effect on the outcome of the election including the fact that there was no tampering whatsoever with voting machines. 
There were attempts to hack the Republican National Committee, but the RNC had strong hacking defenses and the hackers were unsuccessful. There's some truth in that. So whether, <laughs> no. Oh, yes. Whether it, <laughs> some truth, yes. Whether it, it is our government, organizations, associations, or businesses, we need to aggressively combat and, sti and stop cyber attacks. I will appoint a team to give me a plan within 90 days to, of taking office. The methods, tools, and tactics we use will keep America safe. Should to keep America safe should not be a public discussion that will benefit those who seek to do us harm. Two weeks from today, I will take the oath of office, and America's safety and security will be my number one priority. Okay. There's a yeah. few things in there I agree with. I will say. I would agree. Okay. So, Is one of them we don't need to know every single thing that our government does to keep us safe? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I yes. I think that I don't want to know how you keep me safe. Per, per, I just want to feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to feel safe. I don't feel like I if need to know if, if he, every single thing the government, well, and as did, far as that's sure. concerned, is doing. Because all you're doing is telling people. I mean, other countries listen to our news broadcasts. Sure. They listen to, to our, our documentaries. They listen. I mean. That's what was job. that show that was on that was talking about um, the military weapons? And I'm like, why? Why is this even a show? Was it just future well, weapons? What you got to remember? Yes. Yeah. So I'm that. like, why? Why is this even? What you got to remember? It's already the stuff. It's already. It's already debriefed. It doesn't matter though. I'm like. It's Fifty years old. It may be debriefed, but you still okay. don't need to put it on wait, wait, TV. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. <laughs> Let's get down to one basic factor. And I do not know if it would have made a difference. I can't tell you what the State Department's cyber systems for hacking against hacking would be. She, if she would have kept her server at the State Department. They're not, not even talking about that, well, though. No, They're no, talking no, no, about no, no, a no, server no. that was used by no, the no, no. WikiLeaks, National. WikiLeaks got through to her server. Got through to Podesta's server because Podesta, Podesta did it when bought a bought into a phishing scheme and gave them everything they wanted. That's a fact. These are facts. This is reality, and it has to be dealt with in a real situation. The DNC may not have had, obviously, maybe Podesta gave them the phishing to get into the DNC. I don't know what happened. They had a lot of people screwed up that allowed these people to get into their systems. And, and, and I don't care how you want to spin it or how you want yeah. to look at it. The bottom line is... These people did some really stupid shit, and they and they exposed themselves to getting hacked, and all that information came. Did it affect things? Well, yeah, but you now, were the stupid SOB that let it happen. I'm surprised. Well, just saying. I'm surprised that he didn't say Russia had nothing to do with it again. Well, listen, I, I because up until that. that point, up until the point of him getting the briefing... It was absolutely not Russia. Now there's no mention of that. I think what he said well, actually, earlier he did was it. it's very hard Today. to track down these things. Exactly. He knew it was Russia, but it, it can, anymore you can you can mask where you're coming from. It could have been China. It could have been anybody. Out of the 17 bureaus that investigated this, three signed off and said it was Russia for sure. And then the argument becomes, okay, so yes, Russia hacked a couple of systems. Did it actually influence the election? Because if you look at... The election results and where she lost. I, I don't think anybody was worried uh, about whether or not she was sitting. And there was no election. I, I, I don't know how many. Because she did not 
take advantage of Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, and took it, had paid no attention, assuming that they were a lock for the Democratic candidate, and it was actually the outline manufacturers that and the media played right kicked her ever loving ass. And she was really you a know? bad candidate. And she I'm did sorry, a she bad campaign. A bad candidate before. She's still a bad candidate. I, and if she runs for anything else, she will still be a Listen, bad I like candidate. her, and she got my votes. You already know that. But I think she ran a very piss-poor campaign. And I think Bill Clinton was the first one to call out and said, this is a bad campaign strategy. You need to be spending time in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania and lock those up. Because if I, you don't win those, I think it was a perfect, a perfect storm of bad. The media could not report enough on Donald Trump and his stupidity during the Republican debates and it just moved on into the presidential you know so part. Who, so who ended up being the brilliant on it that doesn't make it okay money. why aren't we hearing stories trash in the media right and left for they are the talking about that they are talking about media reform <laughs> you, and, and blah listen. blah 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 again you know I'm a democrat and I vote democratic all the time but I vote independent probably more, even more than that what I do find slightly offensive about this election is every time you hear a story about Donald Trump and the upcoming inauguration there's always the disclaimer of whether or not you liked it, whether you voted for him or not, whether you agree with him in any way on the results, blah, 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 then that's always the initial disclaimer. That's never happened before. Well, there was there's no, also 50, there was, except for Bush. Half the people voted. Yeah. I mean, so like, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I kind of get it. I think people are still stirred up, right? Well, but, I think telling have people, you ever, though. Do you ever remember a giant disclaimer that comes out before <laughs> every single time they talk about the president-elect? I mean, nobody did that to Obama. Nobody, well, nobody they, did that. So you missed, yeah, I don't remember uh, ever doing that Bush either. Because we were all so given we the shots. The first time because of the way the election went down. The, the election went. So, so my so question we, for you is, why do you feel they're doing that? Like, why? why do because you think I think everybody thinks Trump's an idiot. And for some reason, he has stirred up a massive amount of uh, people who are freaked out by what he's going to do, and he brings it on himself by tweeting stupid shit out well, all the and time. Well, they've, they've started getting Republicans that voted for him that are concerned now about... Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, but the yeah. thing is, America made its bed, they're going to lie in it, it's going to happen. I Respect don't agree with the it. office. But my thing yeah, is, and that's, that's true, I mm -hmm. had a conversation with a girl I work with, and she said, whether you like him or not, he is the president... And Once again, a disclaimer just to begin a conversation. No, we we yeah, it was the middle it was the middle of a conversation. I, it doesn't matter what we were talking about before that. But I heard but your, when before we were, you guys comment. <laughs> no, so we were talking about it. In, in her opinion, she's like, I don't like him. I don't like anything about him. But he is now the president, and I don't feel like she said the same thing. I didn't like Obama. But he was our president, and I don't think it's okay to say bad things about the president. I think it's president. fine for her to have that in his opinion, yeah. and that's great, and I can see how that can come up in a conversation. I've, I've had a million of those conversations. What I'm blown away with is the assumption by every television program that I've seen, every radio show mm -hmm. that I've ever listened mm -hmm. to, that everybody feels that way. And that's yeah. why they all start with a disclaimer. And, and I'm a little I, tired of you got you need to get over it and move on. I mean, you don't you can kind of um, people I kind of I think kind of feel similar to the way you feel when somebody dies. 
You know, you, you don't tell somebody that's grieving or upset that they need to get over it. You need to let that whole process happen. And they're not because it, it he's not. Because he keeps doing stupid shit and he keeps people stirred up. I, I would guess that people on that side are concerned that, that... I don't think they're thinking of it as a grieving process. I think they're concerned that they will never get over it. Mm-hmm. Just I, think they, I, I think they're... Let's put it this way. Yeah. After Obama got elected, who I did vote for, I called up my best black friends and said, I'm proud of my country today. We did something outstanding. I hope that he and I will support that he will do well until he gives me a reason not to support him. And I heard most of my conservative friends that didn't vote for him. I didn't hear any of them, not a one of them, going, oh, God, we're in trouble now. Well, it's kind of like, a, well, you know, we're, we're heading in a different direction. Friends. There'll be more, no, that's more, more socialist issues uh, that we're going to deal okay. with and things like that. Well, I know a lot of people. And, and now yeah. they are educated people. We are business people, and we speak with a little bit clearer mind than the ignorant, I shouldn't call them ignorant, but some, some of the other people who aren't as enlightening and pay attention to things. I understand the real way of the world. Those people, and we have one, a very good friend of ours, they're, they're so, their world is so narrow, how can they have a reasonable opinion Perspective. about it? They only receive this little bit of information. All right, They don't receive general information out there. I have never seen people absolutely freaked out over this shit. And it's kind of like, really? Really? We're not going to have nuclear war on the 21st of January. I can promise you that. There are going to be cooler heads prevail. And, 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 and I think the country owes the chance for a very different person, a very different personality, to see what he does with the country. What if he succeeds? How are people going to deal with that? They're going, ah, the world's going to end tomorrow. I the sky the is problem, falling. I think the problem that you're seeing. It might think, happen. I think it's a legitimate problem. I think most of the time when you lose an election, it's between two politicians who are reasonably level-headed, who you might disagree you with the policy. Have that this time. You, don't, you don't think they're crazy. You know, you we don't. wonder they're, both they're of them are crazy not, now. <laughs> you know, like, You're right. I'll give you that. They've at least laid out a plan that's coherent, consistent, and you know, just has a different worldview. He's just fucking bananas who just says whatever he wants and brags in a presidential debate about beating Rosie O'Donnell in a Twitter war. I'm like, dude, this is where you freak people out. This you know, is well, and, and, and I will, and I will say this: I do believe, and uh, and and you may disagree with me, but I do believe. Had Hillary won, we would hear this same stuff on the other side. I really do, and, and be, because of the 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 lock her ups and all of the other that they're still the, the all of the other vehement uh, you know things that we were hearing from the other side. Uh, but but the problem with Trump is singular in that. And to Chris's point. I think I think even a vast majority of the people who voted for Trump think that there's a high probability that on some level he is a nutbag. Even the people who voted for him. So breath a little bit. So 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 the people on the other side 
who absolutely didn't vote for Trump are like, how in the fuck did we elect a nutbag? And 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 so people are afraid because they're like, hey, wait a minute. One, and I don't even necessarily think it's about Trump as you want the country to succeed. And you're not sh- with in most elections, like you say, you have two politicians that represent two different ideas. Two, two rep- but you generally agree that these are smart, competent people. When they get in office, they'll work. They'll work it out. I didn't vote for the some bitch, but that's usually kind of the, the the sentiment. I didn't vote for that some bitch, but. Well, and the change that they generally propose is fairly bland and yeah. small steps. Yeah, and, and but it's the worst of the best too. Yeah, and, but now what you what you have with uh, and and once again, I do hope he succeeds because I hope all, every president you succeeds. Want the, you want the country to do well. That's as an American, if you don't want the country to do well, yeah. I suggest you move. Yeah, my my issue isn't that I don't want him to do well because I definitely do. You know. It's. I don't think most people see the path. Like most people can go. Well, okay. I didn't vote for that guy, but you know, in the case of uh, uh, in the case of Obama, you know, he was you know he was president of the Harvard Law Review. Like he's a he's he's a smart man. He'll he'll find the path that maybe won't lead us where I think we should go. But I don't think he's going to drive the car off the cliff. It just seems like with Donald, he's willing to drive the car off the cliff, and and uh, and that's that's scary. Look, if if you got three billion people as passengers, <laughs> they're a little afraid of going off the cliff with you. Well, DJ and, uh, and I drove a car off a cliff one time. We <laughs> my wife, my wife will testify to this. So this will probably shock you. I'm yeah. a hardcore right wing conservative. Yeah, okay. But I voted independent this year. First year ever. Okay. 38 years of voting. You got to (laughs) vote. I'm voting. No, I'm saying you got to vote. But I think we lose faith in the American system, and we also (laughs) want to blame the candidate versus the process that got him there. Because to survive that process, whether Mm -hmm. you were Hillary or Trump, it's a wacko process. I mean, it, oh, yeah. you, you got to be either an egomaniac, <laughs> megalomaniac, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. or power hungry. I'm learning in 2020 <laughs> on the socialist survey platform. I know you, Dave. I'm none of those I know you, Dave. Yet. I know you, Dave. Yeah. An egomaniac, a megalomaniac, <laughs> or, or what now? <laughs> or, or Dave power Valley? Hungry, or power hungry. Okay, okay. okay Whichever has the best chance of winning. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have a great I platform think, is all I got. I think what we also do is we tend to over, we all want a leader, right? Yeah. We want direction and we want clear direction, but we also overemphasize the true power they have. Other than the, uh, who they're going to appoint yeah. for the Supreme Court. Yeah. That's the biggest, longest lasting influence because of the appointment for life. Yeah. Right? But they can't even do that on their own. I know. So you see what I'm getting at. So other than who they appoint, which then has to be approved, right? Yeah. And then there are good counselors. Yeah. There's cabinet members. There's joint chiefs of staff. In which, which we're we're seeing some of his cabinet appointments, and and let me tell you, uh, some of them I'm like, eh, okay, and some of them I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, and yeah. I think that's a big concern I have because they were talking about it on the news today. 
they're in such a hurry to get his cabinet approved that they're they're going they're, through um, the confirmations without, without finishing vetting. the vetting process. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm like, is, that to me is not okay. That happens though all the time. But it's talk, all of them. If you talk constitutionally, I would agree with you that the president is supposed to have a limited role. Uh, but I think the rise of the power of the executive order over the past. 30 years, years has made it so that the judicial commission wields a lot mm. more power now than they were ever supposed to have. Yep. Um, and that, but I, that's I think also the influence. one that's also a thing that the next president can get rid of. So okay. it's, yeah, you, you know, I mean, so what you have away. up to eight years and then it's gonna, you I mean, know. Obama wiped out almost all of Bush's executive orders. I mean, that was the first thing he did, which I don't blame. They're, they're not really law, technically, but yeah. well, here's an interesting. Little interesting concept as the confirmations get going. Harry Reid really, pardon my, he fucked up because he he threw the nuclear option out there, and now you can pass a Supreme Court justice with fifty-one votes. It does no longer take sixty, mm-hmm. and that was so foolish. Yeah, that was foolish. on his part to yeah. do that. Yeah, it should be sixty. Well, but, he, it, but let yeah. me tell you, they will throw that back at him. So hard. Well, absolutely. The Democrats are going to sit there and go, oh my God, what do they do? If you're a straight constitution. Yes, they will. Actually, if you read the constitution, the the Senate only has the ability to advise and consent, which they interpret as approval. Yes. Which is not ever what it was designed to be. It was designed to be Mm -hmm. advise and consent. Right. So if you really wanted to go back to the roots of it, uh, you could go back to that. Yes. And he very, very well met. Who knows? Well, I will say this about uh, before we before we close today's show. Um, you know this 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 like I said, this is a an interesting week that got me uh, really uh, you know thinking about. Um, you know the direction of our uh, of our country and the direction of our youth, the direction of our electorate, and um, and all I can say is I really do pray that um, if you know if if the incoming president is taking us in a very wrong direction, that. Um, People will do their civic duty uh, in the next election. Get out there and vote. Don't uh, show up the day after and protest because well, you didn't participate. Because you, you lost and your, you didn't participate. Your civic duty in all elections. Yeah, not ab- just no, the absolutely. Local. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, your local elections in particular. I mean, those <laughs> those affect your daily life. Jury duty. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Do your duty. I mean, the the cost of freedom is not free. We, you know, we we we, we live in this nation, and uh, this the the price of admission is is action. We have to participate, and if you're not out there actually participating in the elections, whether it's um, local or state or federal. Um, But like I say, you go and you protest after the fact. Um, Why? (laughs) You know, 
your protest should have been in the voting booth. You have nothing to say. So, uh, with that, um, with that, um, I'm hoping that uh, next week uh, is slightly less tragic than this week. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to end this broadcast in the way we end all of our shows, and that is with the toast that started it all for me, and that is to good times with good people.